0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production, now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Okay, you guys, there is so much more to life than just workouts and healthy recipes. This is all of those real moments, the good, the bad, and the sometimes hilarious things that make life so worth living. So how do you live it? This is the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. All right, let's do lifers. I want to tell you guys about something super fun going on right now. And I want to ask you to be a part of it. On June 12th, live from Hard Rock Stadium, Miami Gardens, Social Gloves presents Battle of the Platforms, streaming on Live. Watch as the internet's biggest rivalry, YouTubers versus TikTokers, square off in the ring for the ultimate knockout it is the social media rivalry we all love to hate headlined by austin mcbroom founder of the ace family fighting against teen idol and tiktok star bryce hall Plus, can't miss performances, appearances, and more from today's top music artists. It's all going down Saturday, June 12th, and we don't want you to miss it. PPV packages are on sale now starting at $29.99 for a limited time only. Buy now at socialgloves.livexlive.com. Get your tickets May 29th before prices go up. TikTok versus YouTube which side are you on? So I would like to welcome to the show, Monica Berg. She is a mother, wife, sister, daughter, teacher, friend, author, cardio enthusiast, and change junkie. Monica integrates all that she is into her mission of sharing with others, what she's discovered. Monica is a fresh voice that channels the powerful internal spark of light living within all of us. Authentic and fearless, she reminds us of our extraordinary potential and pushes us onward with compassion and understanding. Monica, I'm so excited to have you here with us. I think you've got some really great topics that we're going to dive into today. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Great. So obviously, I was reading a lot about you, looking at your new book. But one of the biggest things that I was looking at was how you talk about fear. And this, I felt like, was such an important topic right now because given all that's going on in the world, so many of us are living in fear, fear of the unknown, fear of what's going to happen going forward. Um, fear around money, fear around our health, fear around the health of our loved ones if they're older or have pre-existing conditions. So what kind of light and insight can you give us when, we, when we're looking at and faced with so much fear all at once?
1: Well, the truth of the matter is, is that fear is something we all live with on any given day. And um, our level and relationship with fear is different. For some, it's extreme. For others, it's manageable. When I wrote my book a few years ago, um, and it's, it's popular again now for obvious reasons, I wanted to help people know and teach them how to completely eradicate fear from their lives. A lot of people talk about learning to cope with your fears, to live with your fears. I'm not interested in any of that. So, Right now, we're in a heightened situation, of course. The news brings a lot of terrifying information to us. But the truth of the matter is, our reality hasn't really changed. On any given day, when you wake up in the morning, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, you think you do, right? You have an idea of what's going to happen. You have a plan. You have a goal. And then when things don't go our way, we tend to get very reactive and very upset. What's happened now is that we feel like we have no control, um, no freedom, we're sequestered to our homes. And so the fear feels more real. And it's not, right? Because in reality, we never really know what's going to happen. And I talk about how we often fear many different things. I identify three different types of fear. There's healthy, there's real and illogical, which I can go into if you want. But At the core, the seed of everybody's fear is the fear of the unknown. So right now, things feel very scary. But um, I can tell you that I've actually had the virus. Um, I have four kids. My husband's had it. All of our kids have had it. And we're okay. We're fine. We have the antibodies now. We've been tested for that. And I can tell you, even when we had it, I still did not let fear become an option. I woke up every day. I checked in with myself. Yes, it was difficult. Yes, it lasted a very long time. But there was nothing to be alarmed about, and if there was, then I would become alarmed, and I would do what I need to do, right? So still, fear is not an option so
0: okay, so yes, there like you said, there are three types of fears: there is healthy fear, which you know we do need to have a little bit of that we you know we want to make sure our kids understand that running out in the street without looking that's something to be afraid of that you get hit by a car, then there's you know you said irrational fear. And then there's real fear. Did I get them all or did I just repeat? Yes. So it,
1: no, that's what you said. Illogical is exactly that, right? It's the thing that kicks in. It's our intuition. It's the thing that makes our heart race. You know, Don't put your hand too close to an open flame. You could get burned. Um, and it's there to protect us, right? So right. we need to pay attention to that. That's t- totally fine. Then there's real fear, which is based in reality. It's fear of losing the people we love the most. It's fear of dying, of getting sick. But even with that real fear, it can be a motivator for change and for opportunity. Why? I know many people who ruminate about what's going to happen if their parents die and then they spend time there, which is so silly because spend this time that you have together actually enjoying yourself, telling them that you love them. I know that with your background, the same thing. Instead of people worrying about disease or death, well then eat healthy, exercise, do things that are proactive to actually take care of yourself instead of feeding the negative thing of the what ifs, right? Right. Then there's illogical fear, which is where we spend most of our time. And this is the fear that I talk about eradicating. It's fear of spiders, of um, heights, of failure, of rejection. It's the thing that actually stops us from living our life and it steals away our potential, our joy from each day with that. And that's really what's heightened right now. So that we can absolutely eradicate.
0: Okay. So, so yes, like I, I totally get that getting, you know, conquering those fears and not, but I want to go back a little bit to what you said about how we dwell in them sometimes, right? Because if I'm looking at the situation that we're in, um, and I, I I have a similar view, like I don't like to dwell in the fear at all, but, but obviously in a heightened state like we are right now, it's a little harder. So I've seen, I've seen people that have come down with COVID-19 and have been okay and come out the other side. And I've seen, I have a girlfriend whose whose dad just got diagnosed with it and he has preexisting conditions and he is not, um, he's not doing well. And I have another friend that just lost her father to it two weeks ago. So, um, So when I think about the fear for myself, I don't fear it as much for myself if I'm being totally honest. I look at myself as I'm 39 years old. I'm really healthy. I eat well. I take care of myself. God God willing, if something happened, hopefully I would be able to beat it and be okay. Then I look at my older dad. My dad is 69. He had a knee surgery, a full knee replacement two weeks before everything went to hell. And doesn't exactly have the best health. So when I think about him, my fear kicks in significantly higher for him. So then that's where I spend a lot of time thinking about, like, I have to be able to take care of dad. I have to be able to get dad to his therapy. Um, so I need to make sure that like, I didn't expose myself because while I might be okay, dad might not be okay. And I think these are some of the fears that we're living in. So what do we do to start to at least calm that. I don't know that, you know, we're not going to necessarily make it all go away tomorrow, but how do we at least start to take control of that so it doesn't control us?
1: Well, the only thing that you have control of in life, full stop, is your consciousness. And you can direct it or redirect it at any given time of the day or your life, right? Too often people do not, they underestimate their power and their strength and they feed what comes automatic, which is fear, doubt worry, negativity, right? It's just, it's what we do unless you actually flex that muscle of really growing and building your consciousness. So when things are heightened, of course, it's more difficult. For me, it's not so much because I spend a lot of my time in my life with what I do, chipping away at uncertainty and growing my certainty. So when big things happen like this, I'm not thrown off course, right? So I can understand how this feels very big for people. But I can tell you, you know, when people have a, risk-averse existence, right? They're afraid of what's going to be. I mean, you look at school shootings. You know, There's so many risks. Having children, forget about carrying them and giving birth, but also raising them. I mean, anything can happen at any given moment. So just because we're aware of now COVID-19, you know how many what-ifs there are that can occur at any given time in our lives, period? My father had a brain tumor, and now he has Alzheimer's. Did I ever predict that? No, but I'm so happy I didn't worry about the what ifs of what could happen to them. So when I was with them, I could enjoy that. I still think no matter what we talk about, I know this for sure. Spending your time in this other space is a waste of time and it's going to steal your joy. Okay. So how do we stop it in its tracks? There's a few things. There's three things you can do. One is when fear arises, ask yourself, what is the opportunity here? Because as soon as you look for something better, you can't give energy to something that's negative, right? So right. What, is, what is it that I could learn? What is it that I could do differently? What is the gift, even in the worst situations? And right now, the worst situation is just our worry. It's not even a reality, right? Then you tell yourself that fear is not an option because if it's not an option, you need to find a new option. I had a friend who, she was so worried that someone was going to break in and she had all these fear and energy. And after we worked through some of the workshops, that I offer my book, she understood that instead of being alarmed, she should just get an alarm. So she put an alarm system in her house and instead of being fearful all the time, she was proactive because until that point, all her energy was about what if, what if, right? And, um, and the last thing is when fear arises for me, I actually dive into it. It doesn't happen so often anymore, but I'll give you an example. We were skiing and, um, I'm okay. I'm an okay skier, but I don't spend enough time on the slopes to ever get fully confident. Right. So we went skiing and I'm very competitive and I'm very athletic. So I kept trying harder and harder. And the last run of the day, I had a trainer. We went on one, like a a mountain that I hadn't been on before. And I fell at one turn and it was scary. It felt like I wasn't prepared for it. So at the end we got down, I skied it and he said, okay, that's great. You know, Um, and it was the last day I was there. He's like, it was really nice meeting. I said, no, let's go do it again. And he was shocked that I actually said that he said, everybody else would not even consider going up again. But I knew that if I didn't, I would have had a new fear that day. Right? So when fear comes up, you actually need to challenge the fear. Don't try to ignore it. Don't try to run away from it. Don't even try to fight it. Just challenge it and go all the way in in it. So the
0: best thing to do is really to face your fear. You know, they, they say all the time that, there's nothing to fear except fear itself, that we do get stuck so perpetually in the motion that it stops us dead in our tracks. So that instead of getting stopped dead in our tracks, what can we do little by little, step by step to take action against what we are fearing? And it doesn't mean that something isn't real. It just means that you can either sit there and fear it or you can do something about it. So even with everything that's going on right now, we can hear it and we can huddle around the news and watch it and, and stop right there, but that doesn't do anything to change anything. Or we can take the steps that we need to do. We can be exercising so that we're strengthening our bodies and our immune system. We can be feeding our bodies with really healthy food so that we're nourishing our bodies so that, again, hopefully we're a little healthier and stronger. We can be making sure that we're washing our hands and wearing our masks and, and not putting ourselves in situations where we're around tons and tons of people just yet until we know that it's safe. So, so the biggest thing is what I'm taking from what you're saying is making sure that we're being proactive against our fear instead of dwelling in it.
1: And you have so many, you just listed a bunch of options that we have, right? So instead of um, focusing on the the off chance that this negative thing could happen, look at all of the things that you can be doing. And there's so many. And when you put energy there, it's almost impossible really to feed the energy and like to give it that much power over you. Right. Place it with something else.
0: So something else you talk about is combating financial fear. And again, like I said, there's, there's so many different versions of fear going on right now that I would, I just wanted to hit on a couple of them. So let's just talk about that one. Combating financial fear. We're in a position that's very different than I think any, a lot of us have ever been in. Um, it feels like we're going into a recession. There's so many people out of work. We're not sure when we're going to get to go back to work. So what's some ways that we can start to, once again, take control instead of succumbing to?
1: Okay. Since we can't control, again, what's happening and where we find ourselves, it's a good opportunity to pause because you're, you have no other choice and to ask yourself important questions. Um, are you happy with what you're doing with your work? Are you doing the best that you can do? Is this where you want to see yourself in a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now, if this didn't happen, if we were not in this pandemic to be able to answer these questions, honestly, and being able to receive the honest answer. Okay. Just because a lot of people don't ask themselves these questions because they're afraid to actually make a change because change can be scary. So I always say even though I believe that you should as soon as you have a powerful thought followed up by immediate action, I know that that's very much to ask at first from people. Right. So I say just have the conversation, allow yourself to get honest feedback and do nothing with it at first. And You know, when you are able to do that, then you have these other creative thoughts that come in and then your intuition is able to be a little bit louder. You're able to access those thoughts and it can be the best thing that ever happened to you, right? It just depends if you're so busy on like counting how much is in the bank and I didn't expect this again, it goes back to, we're so sure we know the outcome and how things are supposed to be that when things don't go our way or they're unexpected, we freak out it's not necessary. This could be the best thing that happened to all of us in some way. It's a chance to reset. And I always yeah. think that's a good thing. I mean, I do that often, even when there's nothing chaotic happening, just to make sure I'm still doing what I'm passionate about and I'm still working on what I believe in. Because if you, yeah.
0: I was just going to say, it's so important. And we don't hit the pause button very often I've been saying it since all this started is that we've been given a gift of time and that while it doesn't always feel like a gift and it can be overwhelming and scary that it's still a gift for so many people to do just that, to hit the pause button and to really ask yourself the harder questions. And then like you said, not to necessarily go directly into action, but to sit, sit in it, think about it. I I know sometimes when I ask myself the really hard questions, I actually go blank at first and it's almost like my mind resisting what needs to come out and usually when it will come out when the when the real answers will come up is when I'm in a mix this is going to sound funny but it's a mix of stillness and action and what I mean by that is usually when I'm moving my body but my mind isn't thinking about anything in particular so like if I'm out on a walk or swimming in my pool by myself or like the other day, I like had just gotten out of the pool and I got in the shower and I was washing my hair and I was not thinking about work at all. And this idea popped into my head and I was like, I couldn't get out of the shower fast enough to write the idea down. But I had asked myself the question earlier that day and was at a total blank for an answer.
1: I love this. We're on the same exact page. I do this all the time. I call it giving yourself emotional feedback and being available for yourself. I ask myself questions all the time. And if I don't get the answer, I keep asking the question. And so often when I do interviews, people ask me, you know, what's your meditation? And I say exercise, because for me, the more my body is moving, the more still and quiet my mind becomes because I'm activating a different part of my brain that's creative, that's moving, the endorphins are going. So this other part that's usually so focused and so goal-oriented and so in the perfection and minutia of things now is quiet. And then you allow for the space for creativity to occur. It's exactly the formula. It's exactly what I do. You do it. It works.
0: It really does. It's so... It's, it's so simple that I think that's sometimes why people think it doesn't work because they think it has to be more complicated than that. and it just Or
1: organized, right? You need organized. to have a pen in your hand or a computer. Yeah. Yes.
0: And I've got to have post-its and they have this image of what it's supposed to be. And for me, anytime I just let my brain wander is when I can sort of let go of all the mental blocks and come up with the like, but what ifs? but what if i and not the bad what ifs like the good what ifs but like what if i did this and what if i applied this here and how great would that be and and the fear kind of goes away because it's like i get so excited about the possibilities
1: because you've leaned into what's happening you're by moving your body you're flexible you're relaxed you're open. And when you come from that space, you get real solutions. So I, I loved your question. I think people really should stop right now and say, wow, there's such an opportunity for, you, for me, as crazy as it, says, it sounds, with all of the chaos in the world. But no, it's, it's time for us all to reset. You know? I mean, as much as I, and I love what I do, and I'm excited about it, and I love coming up with new ideas, but it's easy also to get in that rat race. You know, like I, I got to produce, I've got to get this out, a new idea, a new this. And we all needed a reset, some more than others, right? But what a great opportunity. Yeah. Improving yourself
0: starts with shifting your patterns and building healthier habits. I aim to teach this Every time I put out a fitness program, every time I talk about Ultimate Portion Fix Nutrition, every time I talk about self-care, you guys, it means making time to fit yourself in every day, managing your stress and focusing on your sleep so you just feel more energized and refreshed every day. Now, here's something cool. The Fitbit Sense is the advanced health watch that gives you tools to do just that. It is the world's first smartwatch with an EDA sensor that can actually indicate your body's response to stress. And Fitbit premium members get a detailed breakdown of their stress management score. That's awesome. Uh, Which is really cool because it shows how your heart activity and sleep are affected by stress. And whenever you need to take a breath, you can get up, you can move around, you can step away from whatever is stressing you out and calm your body down, calm your mind down. And right now, you get a six-month trial of premium when you buy Fitbit Sense. You visit fitbit.com and you can check it out there. Memorial Day weekend is here, which is essentially the kickoff of summer. It's my favorite season, y'all. So this weekend, I'm going to have a little backyard barbecue, have a couple of my trainer friends over. We're going to swim a little bit. It's going to be hot here in Los Angeles. I am excited. And I'm also relying on each and every, my natural deodorant to keep me from, you know, getting a little stinky or smelly while we're outside barbecuing and swimming in the heat. You guys, I love each and every. It is seriously the best natural deodorant. I've tried so many and found so many don't work. But each and every has been found to fight odors as well as antiperspirant without aluminum, parabens, or other hidden chemicals. It has just six Simple, safe ingredients, things like Dead Sea Salt and coconut oil. It goes on really silky smooth. It doesn't irritate the skin. It doesn't leave marks on your clothing. All of those things I love. And obviously, most importantly, it keeps me from smelling. So um, I'm very excited for my backyard barbecue pool party. And like I said, I'm going to rely on my each and every deodorant to keep me feeling good. You guys, all of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, um, including their packaging, which is super cool. And all US orders ship free. I'm telling you, if you have not tried a natural deodorant, maybe you've been afraid to, go ahead and make the switch to each and every because it's going to be one of the best decisions you'll make this summer. And I have an amazing deal to get you started. It's 30% off your first purchase. So you just use my special URL, which is eachandevery.com slash autumn, A-U-T-U-M-N. And then you use promo code 30autumn. Okay. So again, you're going to go to eachandevery.com slash autumn, and then use my promo code, which is 30 autumn three zero a u autumn Check it out. So one of the other things you talk a lot about is change. And I just want to dive into that a little bit because change can be scary. People love to live in their comfort zone. I say it all the time, your comfort zone is great, nothing grows there except maybe a little boredom in your waistline. Um so let's just talk about change and the importance of it. Like I think when we get to a certain age, people think, well, like this is who I am, and people need to accept me for who I am, and I'm just gonna accept me for who I am. And there's so much growth that can keep happening if you're open to it.
1: Well, okay, exactly. <laughs> when you look at children and their approach to life, they're curious. You know, they're always thinking new ways and discovering new things, and they're excited by the opportunity of the day, right? And then over time, you start to, you go after your goals, your career, you make money, you buy things, and then you, you don't want anybody to take away anything that you worked so hard to create, right? And like you said, this is who I am. People get, they think that their growth has stopped after a certain point, right? Once you've achieved. I never think we fully arrive. We are all works in process. And in fact, we're able to judge other people and to think they're different than us because we look at who they are. We may not like it. But we're, and we don't realize that they're also in the middle of a process. So, just by shifting your whole outlook, that change is the only constant. Now, we understand that, we've heard that, but to really live that is something completely different. I, by nature, um, I'm a Virgo, I'm very organized. I like my daily planner, I love an eraser. I like all of that. But I realized early on, about 20 years ago, that that was a formula for unhappiness because that pursuit for perfection was making me miserable and stripping away the joy. Um, And when I started to realize that when things happened to me, I didn't want to be marked by them. I wanted them to happen through me for things to actually go through. You have to be flexible. You have to be able to approach life. Okay. This happened. It's not what I wanted. Maybe it's not what I planned, but I, completely believe and know that every single thing that happens to us, even the most difficult things, the most challenging things are great gifts. They're great opportunities for growth, for transformation. And even though, yes, that's hard work, the, the outcome, the, the, um, the beauty that you get from it is, is really true joy, true fulfillment that lasts. Right. So the people that are, are looking at their lives and they feel stuck or they feel unhappy, it's because at some point they started resisting change. And the truth is we all desire change, but we desire comfort more. So, And and, and change has a bad rap, really. I mean, my necklace here says change because I am a change junkie and it's a constant reminder. But when you start to really adopt this kind of consciousness, then um, you're constantly going with all of the things that life offers you in the best ways.
0: Yeah. I always tell people there's no such thing as failures, there's redirects because people people have asked me so many times in interviews like what's the biggest failure? What did you learn from it? And I said, I don't have failures. if you asked me back in my 20s, I probably could have listed off a whole slew of what I would have considered failures. But now at almost 40, I don't look at any of those as failures because every single time something didn't work out, every single time something was hard and was challenging for me, it was leading me to something that was ultimately better. It was changing my direction. It was steering me down the course that I was supposed to go. And while we would all love to believe that we should wake up and have rainbows and sunshines every single day, that's just not real life. And if you don't have those hard times, you can not appreciate the good. And if, you, if you're always so rigid and you're not flexible and you don't go with the direction that life is steering you, you break. And you stay broken. So I always tell people, you know, like you got to bend a little bit and be willing to go with the flow and change with it. You can always have the same. You can have a goal, but you have to be willing to change how you get to the goal. Or maybe you think you have one goal and you have to be willing to let that goal mold and shape into something a little bit different. I thought I was going to be a professional dancer growing up. I always wanted to. I ended up with a really bad injury in college. I ended up with a bulging disc in my lower spine. And at first I thought my world was over and it was crashing down around me because I wanted to help people. I wanted to inspire people. I wanted to use my body. Ultimately, I'm still, I still am doing the goal and I'm living the dream. It just looks a little different than what I thought it was going to look like. But I had to be open to that change or I would have never been sitting here.
1: So there's two things. Let's help your listeners. How did they get to this consciousness that you and I both have, right? Because yes, they're hearing us and they're probably saying, I want that, right? How do I get there? The only way, the only thing that stops people from being able to see a cardboard box as a beautiful gift, you know, even though it's an ugly wrapping is if they don't have a victim consciousness. If you became a victim when you had that injury, and that's it. My life as a dancer or an athlete is done. My ability to help inspire people through movement and my body is over. You could have had a very, very different life than the one you're living now, right? But you decided that you were going to see the gift in it. There's something called post-traumatic growth, which we know about, but there's also something called post-traumatic stress. Um, sorry, the other way around. I say stress that we know about, but growth that psychologists have now coined, and that is that through the trauma. Through the pressure people have been able to grow right. It's all on your outlook I refuse. I always refuse to have a victim consciousness I just don't believe that we're meant to suffer in this lifetime. I don't buy it I've had a lot of things happen in my life. That is not what I wanted You know, my uncle became schizophrenic when I was seven in front of my eyes Overnight is what it seemed like I had anorexia. My second son was born with down syndrome I found out three hours after he was born things happen in life, right? Right with every single that happened, I can tell you the, I can tell you exactly how I grew from that and how I am the person I am today. I wouldn't erase one single thing that happened. But it can only happen if you really believe that you are deserving of goodness, that you are deserving of love, and that you are worthwhile. When you have that, then it's impossible to have a victim consciousness. And I, We can speak for hours, and I can tell you how to get that kind of consciousness, right? <laughs> That's what it comes down to. And the other thing that you said I agree with completely, I call it the process is the purpose, right? I have a plan from A, I'm going to go straight to B, right? And I see it as a straight line. And then what happens? Oh my God, there was a bump in the road and I went off to the side and I went here. If you're so set that you have to go from A to B and it's going to be a straight line, you will be disappointed. But if you understand that all of the ways that you go from side to side, up and down, all the bumps and the grooves are what's going to get you to the best outcome. It may not be B, it might be F, but it's ultimately the greatest good for you. It's the process. It's all the things that you learn in the middle that create the best life for you.
0: Yeah, that is so true. And what you said about really feeling it, and this is hard. You have to feel like you deserve it. You have to be willing to accept the good that comes your way. Um, I talk about my dad a lot. I love my dad to death. Don't get me wrong. But my dad is just a pessimist through and through to the core to the point where sometimes it can be hard to be around him because you're like, Oh my God, will you please just stop complaining? Like life is not that bad, dad. Like in his mind, it's like chicken little, the sky is falling if the dog next door barks too much. Okay. Mm. It's like everything is wrong. And, um, some old dogs can't teach new tricks, but I wish I could because if you really feel like you can look at the positive and look at the beauty in it and that you deserve the positive and you deserve the beauty, it changes the lenses of how you see the whole world. And the more you see the beauty, the more beauty you see. It's kind of like one of those things where it just goes on and on, where like when you're happy about one thing, all of a sudden you can see all the other good things. But the second you're mad about one thing or sad about one thing or frustrated about one thing, all the other little things start to get under your skin too. And before you know it, you spend your whole day tight and clenched and crabby and everything's wrong. And really, everything isn't wrong at all. It's just there's some changes happening for you. And
1: Not- this is the thing. It, it is hard work, but I always say I rather the pain of discipline than the pain of regret because, you know, once – Once you feel regret, it means that the opportunity is now not there in the way that it was at one point. And so, yes, what we're talking about is work and it is hard, but it's so much a better option than the other. Um, And, you know, it's funny because my dad, I'm working on my third book now and I I plan on dedicating it to my father. Um, Sometimes our parents teach us what not to be, really. And- um, And the truth is you probably wouldn't have this podcast if you were all the things, I don't know enough about you, but I'm, I'm assuming that watching him have that kind of mentality actually is motivating you to really help spread awareness to so many people. And for my father too, he was very, very, very inflexible, mostly in his thinking. He refused to see different, like this whole process thing, right? It had to be this way, A to B, A to B, that's it. And A to B wasn't working anymore, you know, but um but that's the thing I always tell people, you know, we are responsible for the quality of our lives. You can't put that on anybody else. And as much as I want to save the people around me, I stopped doing that long ago. It's an impossibility. All we can do is try to inspire and um and encourage and really it's it's everybody can have the best life that they want, but it's their responsibility to make it happen.
0: What you just said is so powerful that ultimately we are responsible for ourselves. And you can't save everybody, but the best thing that you can do is lead by example. So you can continue to be the positive force, the positive light, the the willing the person willing to change. And instead of cramming it down somebody's throat, you just sort of let them watch and hope that it inspires them to be a little bit more like that. Yeah. Now you have a new book out, just came out this year, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, tell them what it's called. <laughs> it's called Rethink Love. Rethink Love. So tell us a little bit about the new book.
1: So it's actually a, a very informative book. I didn't, I mean, I wrote it for many years, eight years. Fear is on an option took me less than a year, but Rethink Love really was um, a labor of love. And it's in three parts. The first part is me. It's the relationship that you have with yourself. It's the longest one you'll ever have. It's the first relationship you ever have. It's the one you also leave with. And there's nine chapters dedicated to that because as we were speaking about a little bit earlier, so many people miss this, this first fundamental step, which is learning to love yourself, removing shame and blame and guilt, learning to be authentic, the importance of being vulnerable, knowing who you are, becoming deserving of love, right? All those things that we don't really cultivate for ourselves. And we put that expectation on somebody else to love us enough, right? For both of us, right? Which we know will create a lot of issues later on in the relationship. So I always tell people, I don't care if you're in your seventies, I don't care if you're divorced or widowed or you want to get divorced or single this first step, everybody needs to go back and do. Um, I certainly did it when I had the eating disorder and I feel like, I mean, I I know everything works because I've actually applied that. Um, The second part is going from me to we, it's how to maintain who you are without losing yourself, in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So it's how to start to um, navigate that kind of unique situation. And the third is we, and that's how to have a successful relationship that is constantly elevating year after year, because love, romantic love especially, is meant to grow stronger and stronger with with each passing year. Unfortunately for many couples, it's it's quite the opposite.
0: Yeah. A lot of times we grow, but we grow apart or- any, any of those things can happen. What you said, either you go into it without having the self-love that you need or you're looking for that other person to give you all the love that you need to be happy. So that's, I'm so interested to dive even more into to the new book. And, and I just barely started reading that one. I was reading the other one. Um, so I'm really, really excited about this. So tell us one more time, Monica, tell us the name of the two books because I think they're both phenomenal and we're all at home. And so we should be doing lots of reading right now to better ourselves.
1: So the first one is called fear is not an option. And the second one is rethink love. And there's also a companion workbook that comes with that one because again, thought followed by immediate action. So there's workshops after each chapter and within each chapter, but the workbook gives you space to write it. I mean, this is the day your life begins. You just decide and you can create whatever you want. So even if you can't leave your job or you're worrying again about finances. Instead, spend the time actually cultivating who you are. Even if you can't change anything else, you have the power to influence you right now, which will then influence everything that you touch.
0: Yeah. You have the power to influence your attitude about the situation. So that's amazing that there's a workbook that goes along with it. And where can people find you on social media? Where can they tune in for more?
1: So um, all, I'm on everywhere, but um, you can follow me on Instagram, Berg 74 and I also have a blog called RethinkLife.today.
0: I love it. Monica, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Such valuable information for everybody that is listening. You guys, go out, get both of those books. Remember, fear is not an option. Let's stay positive and keep moving forward. Monica, thank you again. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, you too. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. This show is produced by Will Sterling for Podcast One. Be sure to download new episodes every week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at podcastone.com. And don't forget to leave a rating and review.